Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bash Mania podcast. I am your host, as always, Justin Bash. Standing up today, I don't know if you can see it, kind of not the normal background. I actually had a pinched nerve last week, which is why some of these episodes are a little delayed. Wanted to put out some episodes last week, but we're back. We're going to start rolling out episodes weekly, if not bi-weekly. You know, now through the Olympic trials is going to be a very, very exciting time. So I'm excited to really start putting out some some fun episodes. This show is brought to you by our friends at Attack, A-T-A-C, Attack. Video game stats meets real-life training. What's your attack rating? Put in the work to get closer to your goals. If you guys listened to this podcast before, you know how much I love the Attack app. It is an app that was built by wrestlers for wrestlers that's exploded so much, you're starting to see a lot in football because people love it when you can put your strength endurance speed mentality agility flexibility and get video game like scores and stats it's a pretty cool thing you can share you can follow them on attack.app atac.app on social and see other people's scores and see where you stack up and download the app it's in the apple app store and it's in the google play store it's atac attack shout out attack for sponsoring the show all right, let's dive in. Let's chat a little bit with Zane Rutherford, 2023 world champion at 70 kilos. Domania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. We are back. I got the Zane train. Last time you were on here was last November. You had just won a world silver medal. You said, you know what? I want to one up for the next time I come on the podcast. I'm going to bring a gold medal. So now you got a gold medal. How's it feel? Feels great. Yeah, definitely. Uh, last year was a little bittersweet, but feels a lot better end of the year on top yeah and you know you've had that accolade of world silver medalist ncaa champion you've had so many accolades in your career looking back now adding you know we both wanted to do this interview right after the worlds we both had some obligations and so the tone of the interview kind of changes because now it's like you've had a month to reflect on winning the world championships and that's one of those things that you're forever going to be a world champion. You're forever going to have that accolade. This past month, has that like kicked in? Have you reflected on that a bit? Yeah, you know, we uh, got home from the trip and w went on vacation. My wife and I went down to Florida and uh, just got some time away. So got to just soak up this, some sunshine and think about, you know, how the matches went, how the year went. And uh, I think the biggest thing this year was just perspective that it uh, shifted a little bit, you know, being a new dad and, uh, just perspective of being more present. I think that is, that helped me a lot. I know my wife helped me a lot with that, especially like leading up till the tournament. Uh, it's so easy to look far ahead, especially with like yeah. Olymp Olympic trials coming up yep. uh, and stuff like that, trying to predict the future, I guess, but just being where my feet are at and present helped a lot. How does this compare? You know, I was curious because it's like when you were younger, you won state championships. You rolled right into college, won NCAA championships. Now, if you look at the amount of time in between winning a gold and winning a gold, this is the longest from like, what, 2018, I think was the last year in college you won it. So you went like five, six years. 
how do you kind of compare and contrast those NCAA championships with this world championship? Yeah, it's totally different, I guess. I mean, the uh, I was still kind of a kid back in college is kind of how I see it. And this was the world championship journey was kind of an adult goal of mine. Just I, I took some lumps early on and figuring out, do I really want to do this? Because, you know, you kind of have you kind of have a little more choice, you know, as yeah. you get older and less people holding your hand. And so, yeah, just making that decision was important. Yeah, and one thing that, you know, speaking about the World Summer Medal last year, I forgot one thing I wanted to ask you about. I don't know how many people caught it, but I absolutely loved it. The flower analogy from Cal. Can you share that again for people who maybe missed it? You talked about it right after you won in the uh, post-match interview. Yeah, I'm not sure if Coach Cal, he hasn't brought it up in a few years, but I remember back in college, I just asked him because I wanted to learn how do you get excited about the next national championship. And mm -hmm. so I kind of asked him after I won my first one and he just said like national championships are like flowers. It's a beautiful moment. You know, you go, you pick flowers, you give them to whoever you give them to and it's beautiful and it's exciting. And then, you know, two weeks later they wither up and die and you got to go work and get some more flowers. So that's kind of how I uh, approach it. It's a new opportunity. It doesn't discredit anything about the opportunity. Um, you just got to get back to work at some point and, go form a new one it's crazy too because there's so many different points in your career where your perspective does have to be so different like in college it's you know you're not even thinking about the end of your career especially when you want to compete in the senior level and now you know you've been on the senior level for i think like four years before you got a world medal or yeah world medal now a world championship for you is it that same motivation about winning titles you know, the last time you were on here last year, you were talking about how you were going back to Penn State to get your MBA. You want a world in business. When that starts to enter the focus, does that same kind of flowers analogy apply to continue winning more medals? Yeah, I think it does. I think it applies to just life in general. You know, at, at some point, you know, uh, we, we all face this as competitors at some point we're not going to be able to compete in wrestling anymore. Or, you know, you see a lot of people go into coaching or, yep. you know, like what, what's next. And so, uh, yeah, I think it's always applicable and you just got to apply it to the next stage in life. You can't live on your past accomplishments no matter what. Yeah. And I had the, the Burroughs clan over here not too long ago and all the kids were in the pool and I was talking to Jordan about how interesting this portion of his career is where you basically see the finish line. You know, he goes through next year and it's starting, especially after, you know, when you wrestle on a senior level, you really look back at how long your career is. That's a long time where wrestling is your primary focus. And now how he's had to start thinking about that transition where you're focused on winning and Jordan wants nothing more right now than to make that Olympic team, win another gold, go out on top as one of the goats. And, um, but you do have to still, focus and prepare and so much of that is mindset and i know you know my agency has been doing some work with wrestling mindset and i've got to know those guys a bit more and we're kind of working on some marketing and strategy with them so i found myself paying a lot more attention to the mindset part of things lately especially with wrestling and you know last year you got a silver medal and a lot of people have said like that jump from silver to gold 
you're you are a freak specimen your physical ability is hard to continue to climb a lot of it is mental and i'm curious for you how much of this last year you know you mentioned how much perspective has played into it having a kid focusing on business as well how much of this last year have you focused on your mindset and kind of continuing to make those jumps, not only physically on a mat with technique, conditioning, whatever. I mean, I don't know if it's possible for your conditioning to get any better. you got to be one of the best conditioned athletes out there. So how much of your career this past year focused on like the mental side of it? Yeah, a lot of it. I think, I think the big thing is perspective, just looking at wrestling. Like uh, it's not, it's no longer the biggest thing in my life. It is super important, but just not tying up all your worth into it, how you perform. Yeah. You know, really, I think I did that early on in my career, especially my freestyle career, putting all my worth into, you know, I want to be a world champion. And uh, when it doesn't happen, you kind of got to look back and say, what do I need to change? And I think long-term, I'm glad I took those early lumps because it forced me to look at wrestling from a standpoint of, yeah, I know I want to be a world champion, but more important than that, I want to enjoy this. You know, I want to enjoy the yeah. sport want to come in every day looking forward to practice looking forward to getting better and just see how good i can get i know that with the olympics especially you get a lot of a spot there's a lot more of a spotlight on that law after winning so many people like you just mentioned how long you're dreaming of you know winning a world championship and how how long people work for that has there been a law at all for you where it's like man i wanted this goal for as long as i can remember and now it's done um, I think a there is a little bit of that. Um, I, right after the world championships, like on the mat, I just, it just kind of hit me that I won. There was just a feeling of peace. It wasn't really yeah. a feeling of like, I was super elated or anything like that. And I think that comes from, for one, I visualized that moment for a long time, you know, especially since last year coming up short, it's been something I've thought of every single day for 365 yeah. days. Uh, but yeah, there's the lull is like, you know, when you finally realize a moment, sometimes it's not as like, it's just peaceful, which is great. Yeah. And it and goes back to that flowers analogy of like, some point you can't hold on to this forever. Can't hold on to the past forever. You know, I know it was only a month ago, but it is already in the past. Yeah, it's funny, you know, hearing you say that analogy, it got me thinking like how it is for both negative and positive. Like if you lose a match and you end the world championships with a silver medal and you've got to let it go versus winning a gold and same thing kind of letting it go and moving on to these next things that we're going to we're going to talk about in a few minutes but yeah it's proper perspective man is, is everything it's so cliche when people talk about you know it's the journey not the destination and it's hard to really think about that when you're like listen i'll worry about the journey later i want a world championship that's what my focus is um after in the one of the other things you mentioned in the post-match interview, I love that you did this. Everybody was done with their questions and you said, can I say something? And they're like, yeah. And you had wanted to thank Shane Van Ness for coming over to the worlds with you. And I wanted to, to talk about that a little bit because, you know, I, I tweeted out and whether I'm a Penn state fan or not, I don't think many can argue that state college is when it comes to talent, when it comes to the wrestlers, State College has to be the greatest wrestling city on earth right now, bar none. You can make some arguments maybe about fans and length, whatever. But when it comes to the talent pool in a single city, nothing comes close to State College. 
And, you know, I was watching Bo, or yeah, Bo Bartlett, Shane Van Ness, and others coming over to Worlds for you. And it's like, man, that's cool to see because, yeah, I'm sure they want the experience, no doubt. But they also were very focused on competing collegiately, and they're still making that sacrifice. What was that like for you to have these guys over there with you? Yeah, it's just good camaraderie, you know, having those guys around. Uh, those guys all did a great job. You know, they helped get all of us ready to go. And I was super grateful that Shane agreed to be my training partner. He helped me get ready for Final X with uh, Tyler Berger. And he's a guy that it's unique. Not a lot of guys can do this, but he can replicate pretty much anyone's style just as good as they can. And I actually told him my opponent in the semifinals was really good at underhooks. I wrestled him last year in the quarters. And he you know, was drilling with me underhook super hard right before the match. We got our heart rate up. And I told him after the match that he wrestled that guy's style better than that guy did. So <laughs> it's just, it's super unique. And uh, he's, he's a beast. Yeah. That is a special talent when you can replicate somebody better than they do something. I know. I mean, you know, David Taylor's seen that a lot with guys like Casey being able to try to replicate what Yazdani does and kind of given that feel it's so important. I've had J.O. on here a million times talking about, how much that is all so important. So that was super cool. I, I want to keep talking that, but speaking of Van Ness, you got to be excited for this upcoming college season for what these guys are going to do. Always am. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, we got, we got, you just got a lot of guys that I'm excited for to, you know, see what they do at the end of the year. And I, I think things are going to go well. I know you're obviously rooting for everybody, but is there one or two guys that you're really excited for? Like, I know that, you know, let's say as a Penn State fan, you're rooting for everybody, but there's one or two kids that like, man, I'd really love to see if Levi can get it done at the end or what this guy can do. Is there any like one or two guys that you're really excited for this upcoming season for? Uh, no one like specific. I, I'm just like excited for a whole team in general. But uh, yeah, I think guys that I always have a heart for guys that like maybe came up short the year yep. before and are you know, looking to continue to build on that. So, uh, you know, guys like Bo Bartlett, Shane Van Ness, uh, Levi, they all, you know, ended the tournament on a pretty solid note, but I know they're all looking to build on that for uh, this upcoming year. So, yeah, I'm excited for everyone, but those guys in particular, excited to see them improve on it. Yeah, it's funny when people know I'm a Penn State fan and, like, you know, they there's almost this appearance of like wanting nothing but dominance but it is fun to root for the underdog or root for somebody who's it it's all it's almost funner for me at least to root for somebody who's like ranked sixth seventh eighth ninth tenth to break through than for somebody to win another title or you know it's like it's fun of course and you're rooting for them but those guys who like you said kind of want to improve and see how far they can get are, are very fun um so olympic trials are right around the corner a lot of people wondering for your weight, have you made the decision if you're going back down to 65 or going up to 74 yet? I am still just getting back into the room. Uh, I got back in a couple weeks ago. And so I'm giving myself another month to like work that out. But okay. uh, I think it's really important to me that once I make that decision, I don't change my mind because it's yeah. so it's so quick to be here. But yeah, I'll, I'll give myself another month to figure out what's next and uh, just move forward with that. Yeah, I know a lot of people like just automatically assumed that you were going down to 65. And I had tweeted a photo out after Worlds. And I'm like, do you see how jacked this kid is? And do you know how hard he worked to build his body perfectly up to 70 kilos? 
where it wasn't just let me go up to 70 and wrestle like I would at 65. You truly took a little time off, built your body up, and now you have that decision of trying to scale it back down, which is very hard, or go up, which is also very hard. Yeah, it's just a, I think the biggest thing is it's such a tight turnaround. Yeah. Um, and either way, it's it's difficult to do that in general, but with uh, only about six months, it's makes it even harder. Yeah, and one of the worst parts about moving to an Olympic weight, and for those maybe if they're casual Penn State fans listening, there's in non-Olympic years, there's 10 weights. In the Olympic years, there's only six weights. So the non-Olympic weight guys like Zane at 70 have to go down to 65 or up to 74. But one of the worst parts about it is like we just talked about, you building yourself for that perfect weight where 70 kilos looks like your weight just like 61 kilos Vito looks amazing and dominant at 61 and it sucks that he has to go down or up he's already said he's going down but it's like man you don't want to shrink your body when it's so right there um but the other thing too is when you have spent time to properly ascend to 70 kilos I got to imagine that part of that thought process is the next year because now if you go down to 65 or you go up to 74, or if you don't wrestle, I got to imagine all that factors into making that decision. Yeah, and that, that kind of goes back to where I was at earlier this year, like say uh, February, January. I just remember you know, meeting with Coach Cody and, and thinking, trying to get to like, what can we do to help plan for the following year with the Olympics coming up? And he just told me to kind of be present and – that's what I focused on this year. It was challenging because it's so easy to get distracted yeah. by uh, something that's also important, that's also in front of you in the long term. But just got to, I think, moral of the story for me anyway, I feel better just doing it year by year and just, you know, wherever the cards lay after that, uh, kind of picking them up and going forward. Yeah, I got to imagine it's pretty easy if you start just overthinking decisions. You're like, well, this might be good for now, but what about in October? So I can only imagine that. And, and speaking of future plans, you know, we mentioned it earlier today and also when you were on last year that you are working on your MBA. You do want a career in business. How has that been going? And has that kind of factored into your plans competitively at all? It's been going really well. I've met a lot of people that are that have a wrestling background uh, in some sort, and they've shared their wisdom with me with you know their career i studied finance in undergrad and it's always kind of aside from wrestling it's always been one of my passions i just yep. naturally pick up business books and i've uh, been doing it for years so yeah i'm excited i think it seems like a really competitive field you know like oh, wrestling yeah. super competitive and kind of looking forward to putting my competitiveness into something else yeah it's something that's just a totally it's somebody once said it's his um it's as addicted as a drug as anything out there, you know, being in business, competing and having those victories. And it, there's a lot of similarities to sport. And I think there's a reason that you see so many people in wrestling have such great success after wrestling in other areas. Um, and you do have, you know, some time, but have you factored out when you're wrestling next? I know you said you're kind of taking the next month to figure things out for sure. Do you know when you're competing again? Yeah. I I definitely am not doing anything until Olympic trials. So okay. kind of at a good, I'm a good spot, even though my weight class wasn't an Olympic weight, I don't have to compete until then. So taking advantage of it. Yeah. And that perfect segue into my next question. It's like, you're looking at my screen. 
you know, speaking of the Olympic trials, you've got a few things really going in your favor. They're in Penn State. They're at they're in State College. This is a place that you have been for the last what almost ten years now. I think it's been like 2012, yeah. 13 when you got there. Literally um, ten years. Yeah. And on top of that, you're also sitting out to the semifinals. Whether you go down to 65, up to 74, you're in the semifinals. How much of an advantage do these things you think give you? Yeah, it's unique. I think that it's it's interesting. Like you don't want to – we might actually get out of here and get to a hotel or something just so like we're not sleeping in our own bed because there's an advantage to being in town, but it's almost out of our natural environment of when we normally compete. You know, we're mm-hmm. in a foreign place or in a hotel. Just It's a different feel, so just got to be mindful of that. Can't get too comfortable, but yeah. – at the end of the day, it's just another tournament. Yeah. And I got to imagine for you, all these Penn State fans that are going to be rooting for you, thinking about that, how exciting is that to be able to have such a big event? A- apart from the NCAA finals, I'd argue that the Olympic trials are one of the biggest events in wrestling. How exciting is that for you to have that in your home? I think it's cool that it's in state college. I've never been one to be swayed too much by, you know, the crowd, but I'm, I'm excited that I'm excited to see who shows up. I, I just hope that it's the arena is full. I think it's fun wrestling in front of a full arena. And yeah, I hope that's the case. I am pretty sure tickets sold out pretty quickly. Oh, they so sold out like I think instantly. it'll be good. Yeah. Yep. Um, speaking of competing soon, by the way, real quick, our guy, Anthony Kassar, competing this weekend he's got a fight light heavyweight bout at uh furry four prelims at 130 main card at 430 live on ufc fight pass i am super excited for that what is your official prediction for kasar's fight this weekend he's gonna win by knockout in under two minutes (laughs) i love it (laughs) i love it i don't know i just I'm, i'm excited for tony because he uh has it's been a long time coming trying to get an opponent and finally someone is willing to fight him so i'm excited to see what he's capable of i'm i have all the confidence in the world in tony is there a little part of you that sees all the wrestlers having success in the thought of maybe taking a random fight or two um no no not at all i think i think that i've gotten my head bashed in enough in wrestling (laughs) you know and uh i'm trying to reserve my brain cells for life after wrestling so no, I yeah. don't. It, it's so funny when people like mention the wrestlers they'd love to see in the octagon. And it, you are, you'd have to be one of the prospects that people just given your, your brutal style. And if you put side by side, how you rode people in college and even now how brutal you can be and what that would look like if you could have AI take that and make a fight. I can only imagine what's it gotta be like to be the other guy. I would not want to be on the other side of the octagon in that. <laughs> yeah, I I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't envy those guys for sure. I, I I know they're loving it, but for me, I I don't know if I'm getting into a fight. It's not everything good, I guess. <laughs> right? No, I, I'm the same way. I, I tell people all that all the time that it's like, for me, my mentality is if I'm fighting somebody, it's like life or death. Like they're coming right. after me or, you know, something's going on. It's not just a turn. In, it's always crazy to see these people and I get it, but it's crazy to see these people like hug, 
after a fight. They're they're beaten. They're bloody. They're <laughs> open. There's just a. Uh, speaking of of um, seeing people after a match, you t- you you had an interesting um, story I heard you share about the Iranian fans after last Worlds, where you saw some Iranian fans on the bus. They're very um, excited for you. You know they they were they appreciate your style you bring to the table. Was there any interactions with Iranian fans after the World Championships this year? No, aside from my opponent, just kind of near the podium, uh, my opponent was just, he actually speaks very good English and was just, just said congratulations again. And I just told him, congratulations to you. You're a great competitor and stuff. But my uh, family was up in the stands near the Iranian fans and they said they're passionate, but they weren't like hostile or anything. So yeah, yeah it's They respect good wrestling. They show a lot of respect for good wrestling you know it's always been like when you over the years like burrows coming out and they're they're cheering for him you know guys who have been established and win world champions with multiple times and back and you'll see them it's always funny because every time they're on that stupid horn chant gets stuck in my head for a week and i'll catch yeah. myself quietly doing it around the house or something i'm like yeah. oh goodness for sure um uh, all right a couple more topics and we'll let you get out of here as a team the U.S. back-to-back world champs. These guys scored like 140 or 148 points, I think it was. How did it feel to be a part of that championship camaraderie? You know, it's funny. You've, you've had the best of kind of both worlds where you had an amazing team at Penn State that you got to experience that camaraderie and fellowship with, winning team titles as, as a collegiate guy. Now, on the senior level, here you are still winning team championships as well. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's unique. Um, I, it's unique in that there's I have actual teammates with uh, the Nittany Line Wrestling Club representing the U.S. Uh, alongside, and that's a lot of fun. And also meeting guys that I don't get to be around every day and watch them medal and stuff. Like uh, Mason Paris, that was a lot of fun to watch him medal. He's a great kid. Just being in the sauna, being around those guys like that, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun to meet new people. So. It was a it was a fun year. It's fun to be a part of a team world title also, and it was even better that Russia was actually in the tournament this year and to be able yeah. to do that. There's like no asterisks. Yeah. Um, I know people like to discredit last year, but I think we had an amazing team last year that would have done the same thing had Russia been in the, the game. Yeah, I agree, and I think fans will always find a way to discredit something if they feel like it because. There's boredom after an event lets up, and it's like, okay, what do we talk about now? Nobody's wrestling. It's also cool from a from a team standpoint to have so many guys right from the NLWC that you're with. I mean, you got Snyder meddling, you got Dake meddling, you got Taylor meddling. Like you guys, it was funny because you know we helped with NLWC for the last I don't know decade or so, and uh, it's been funny watching the progression even of the NLWC on the world level and it's like you know last year i think there was i think you guys had four last year too um and now this year another four men's free sounds like four out of ten weights are on wc and now i had i was doing a show with willie and i had said give me a line obviously it's not going to be a heavy favorite it's going to be the extreme opposite but of NLWC making the entire Olympic team. 
And I said, because you know, the guy's like, you sound crazy. I'm like, I get it. But if you go weight by weight, it's not like there's a single weight you can count the NLWC out at. How does that feel to be a part of that team and, and have so many, such a group, a high caliber group of guys that you can train with and compete with? Yeah, I think to your point, it has grown a lot. I think when I graduated back in 2018, it was really mostly David and I, and it's just grown, uh, you know, guys that are Penn State guys, Bo Nickel, like Jason Nolf, you know, graduating and jumping on. And then guys like uh, Thomas Gilman, Kyle Snyder, Kyle Dake coming in from different colleges. It's just grown a lot. And I think just having that camaraderie of, like-minded individuals that just have a passion for the sport and we we constantly brainstorm we're constantly looking for ways to improve get better and to help each other and i think that just lifts the whole organization up so yeah it's super fun to be a part of it for sure it's fun watching it grow when i when i took the mwc on as a client at bash solutions i i want to say it was 2013 i think and it was like varner and Les sigmund and yeah. that what that was the crew and then, you know, 2018, like Taylor obviously won the world championships. And then since then, it was it's kind of been a snowball effect where, you know, every year we make like a new homepage slider on the website. And it's fun to watch the progression of the champions. It's something it's something cool. I think obviously as a Penn State fan, but as a USA wrestling fan as well, to see such a central hub um, be established. All right, Zane, last thing before I let you go. I had some people that were DMing me about hey do you know if zane is going to have world championship apparel what is the answer to that because i keep telling him, listen he's coming on the podcast soon i'll ask him so i made some t-shirts with rudis a while ago um a few weeks ago we had a sale at my parents farm so i didn't make there's no like gear store open up or anything like that but i have some extra hats and stuff and uh, also posters from this year so if anyone's looking for something specific, just DM me. I can do that. I don't really have a ton of shirts, but hats and posters I do have. So just DM we'll make, me. Yeah, we'll make that happen. And if Zane doesn't get back to you because Zane is not on social media 24-7 like some of us, um, DM me and I'll shoot him a text and, and we'll make it happen. But all right, Zane, anything else before I let you go? No, man, I appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Awesome. We'll chat soon. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe, like this, wherever it is, and we'll be back, I think, later this week with another episode. All right. See ya. See ya. And the beat goes on.